0: Welcome to the Sportsman's Betting Podcast for June 4th. We got Andrew McGuinness on north of the border. We're talking CFL, the East Division. Andrew, welcome to the pod. How are you?
1: Hey, Drew. Doing really good. Uh, just about one week away now. We had a little bit of a sample size, saw some preseason games over the weekend, actually gave out some plays uh, on Twitter, got a few winners uh, for anybody checking out the Twitter uh, free play section uh, for sports memo. So that was great. And I'm just looking forward to the season. One week away, I'm getting excited, getting anxious, and uh, the research is getting really fun now. So uh, I'm doing great, Drew. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, man, and CFL is a a great sport to bet, and I I know a lot of the listeners know this um, from the past, and it's a great sport to bet, especially a great sport to bet early, McGinnis, because the odds makers, you know, a lot of changes. For whatever reason, it just seems like it's very beatable in june july august getting you right into the american college football and nfl season so it's a great sport great appetizer in my in my opinion and guys check it out on sportsmemo.com we got the early season cfl package up huge savings at sports memo and uh we'll get right into it east division here in the cfl it starts next thursday june 13th so we got about a week left and then cfl season starts Follow McGinnis on Twitter, at McGinnisPicks. He's given out a preseason CFL, but uh, regular season CFL will be on Sports Memo. And let's start at the top here. We got the Ottawa Red Blacks, McGinnis, 11-7 last year. They won the East Division. They went uh, just 9-9 ATS, though, so 500 against the spread. Over, under, 7-11. and They trended towards the under. What are you thinking here for the Red Blacks this season?
1: I find it really funny, Drew, that, to look at the East division. It doesn't really get old looking at this Eastern Conference and and seeing that there was only one team that had a record above 500. So you look at this Red Blacks team, sure, they looked good for an East team. Uh, but other than that, they weren't anything really to you know, be too proud of. And that it was anything that special. Uh, 464 points for, 420 points against. Uh, the biggest thing for this auto Red Blacks team uh, coming into this next season they're going to be heavily reliant on their defense um they were in the later half of last season and it's going to have to be their backbone here once again uh but you know it's been actually a very interesting preseason and training camp for this auto red blacks team um as we all know uh, they lost their starting qb to uh, the edmonton eskimos uh, trevor harris is no longer with the red blacks now so it's now a battle between dominic davis and jonathan jennings and if anyone's followed me throughout my CFL handicapping and about talking about anything to do with the CFL, I have not been a supporter of Jonathan Jennings. Uh, I'm sorry to say it, but he, he's a guy that's been the least consistent quarterback in the league in the past several years. Uh, you know, he he doesn't make plays in in clutch times, and uh, I think he just questions himself too much. So we saw a quarterback battle this past weekend, and I kind of want to just go over that really quick. Uh, Davis three possessions, seventy one percent. Uh, two scoring scoring drives, uh, two field goals. Uh, yeah, so 5 for five of 7, 118 yards, 62 yards coming from one pass to Caleb Hawley. And that was impressive. I mean, Davis looked very comfortable out there. Uh, and he's actually now been named the starter uh, for their opening game. So uh, kind of good to see the coaching staff get that out of the way early and name him as a starting quarterback. Uh, but the coaching staff said, you know, like Jonathan Jennings, has been in that backup spot before. And he's worked his way out of it. So it's great, especially in the CFL. I talk about this a lot. You and I mentioned this last week. It's great to have that one-two punch and be able to have you a know, backup quarterback that's able to come in. Uh, Jonathan Jennings on just three possessions, one scoring drive, four of eight passing, 75 yards. And Caleb Hawley also caught a big pass from him uh, for 39 yards. Also great to see John Crockett stood out at the running back position, 54 yards, 7.7 yards per carry. Uh, and two 10 plus yard runs. So, this team's going to be dangerous again, Drew. Don't get me wrong. This team will be up there in the rankings with the Eastern Conference. They got guys like Rhymes, Langford, and of course, can't forget a guy like Brad Sinopoli, uh, who's going to be heavily relied on uh, to lead this team as far as just his, his experience goes uh, as a receiver. And I can't forget Holly, a guy I mentioned there with two huge uh, catches. Uh, in the preseasons, so This is going to be a team that will be up there uh, at the top of the Eastern Conference, at least competing for that top position once again this year.
0: And McGinnis, you, you bring up Dominic Davis. Is he going to start...
1: He, he is 100 uh, percent listed as the starter now uh, this year. So, like I said, it's great to see them kind of uh, label that early. I like to get, the, I like the fact that they got that out of the way early, and uh, you know, it makes a little bit more of a, a battle. You know, um, if Jennings wants to get in, he has to prove it. He has to, you know, any chance he gets, he has to prove his his worth. And uh, I'm kind of happy for Davis because he's really worked his way into that starting spot.
0: Yeah, and in, in, you know, a lot of college football fans out there, if they're listening, have. Uh... They would know Dominic Davis from ECU, man. He was a star in college. He ran that offense. They, they, they were scoring points all over the place. A kid from he, he, I believe he's from the middle of Florida Lakeland and which is a high-powered high high school program so he's got some good pedigree he's tall athletic he can throw the ball I'm surprised he's not in the NFL I think he had a brief stint with the Falcons but for whatever for whatever reason he finds himself in the CFL I would have him as a bet on man what are you thinking of this this offense here with him running it
1: well, he, I'll tell you, he, i will tell you—he—I don't know as much about him, uh, you know. Clearly, you know some about him that I don't know, but he looked very confident out there. And like I said, reading those stats, I know it is preseason, but a lot of times I think versus a lot of other sports, the preseason for CFL can dictate what you do see in the first couple of weeks of the regular season. Uh, and it seems to me he's comfortable, you know, escaping the pocket, running around. He's very agile, very versatile. Uh, but as we saw, he has a—he has a—he has an absolute cannon. Uh, he can throw. Uh, and that's what you want to have in the CFL. And, you know, for a guy that just comes in and hasn't really played too much with the team, you want to be able to show that confidence. And, you know, that huge toss he had, 62 yards, was on the first play of the game, Drew. So that's, that shows a lot of, uh, for lack of better words, shows a lot of balls, you know, coming out and just uh, with that huge sauce right
0: away. Yeah, absolutely. He's a pretty talented guy. I would look for Ottawa to be putting up some points, maybe looking to bet him over or uh, just bet on. And the East Division, the East Division is way down, like you touched on, McGinnis. If you took Ottawa and put them in the West Division, would, would they be at the bottom, somewhere in the middle, in your opinion, at the top? Where would you put them finishing in the West Division?
1: The West Division is is really up for grabs this year. I mean, I literally think any team... Besides Edmonton, could probably finish at the top, and, and that's no joke. But I think Ottawa would be a middle of the pack team, probably in the Western Conference, the Western Division. And it's interesting you mentioned, you know, betting, you know, either on Ottawa or betting on the over. And I talked about how great their defense is. So if Davis can come in and really electrify that offense, they're going to be a team to, you know, to be scared of because their defense stepped it up big time. You know, they were allowing, you know, Minimal like 20 points uh, or max 20 points per game uh, near the end of the season uh, last year. So if Davis come in and really control the show, uh, they being a really good standing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it might be more of a bet on with that defense for sure. We got our uh, next game up or next team up, excuse me, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Tiger Cats went eight and ten last year uh straight up against the number went 7 10 and 1 and 10 and 8 towards the over so pretty much middle of the road all the way down slightly down um in terms of straight up they did lose some money for their backers every game 7 and 10 ats and uh slightly trended towards the over but uh pretty much odd make uh, the odds makers had them pegged pretty much right on last year for the tie cats how do you view them this year
1: I look at this uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats team. I mean, first of all, they were one of, if not the most uh, productive offenses in the league last year. Uh, this is a team that y- you really want to watch, uh, plain and simple. If you're a fan of football, you, you want to turn into a Hamilton Tiger Cats game. Uh, you know, this 513 points for it, uh, you know, that's better than any team in the East by far. Uh, but the thing about this team, Drew, along with that 513 points for they also had 456 points against. And, and that's one thing that really worries me about this team. Uh, can they get things together? Um, you know, can they become a better defensive team? And I don't know if they've done that over the offseason. I don't know if they've really worked on that. Uh, I think the biggest thing for this team has really just been putting more and more pressure on, on Jeremiah Masoli. And I think you and I have talked about him in, in years past together uh, about how he can really control an offense. And you know, they've got the weapons. They've got guys like Brandon Banks, Jalen Saunders... Uh, a running back like Alex Green, all signing extensions, along with a guy like Luke Tasker. This is a team at the end of the season last year that really came together. And this is the word I use a lot when I'm talking sports that I, you know, when I'm handicapping is depth. And and this team out of any other team in the East has more depth. I mean, uh, you look at the receiving position, running back, uh, you know, e- even, even on the offensive line, I will say they got a lot better on the offensive line. Their job, their main job, should be to protect Masoli uh, each and every game. And if they do that, uh, they, you know, they prevent him from getting in some stress and being uncomfortable. Uh, they're going to be in really, really good shape here coming into this one. Uh, I do see the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, dropping and the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking that number one spot this year
0: good stuff mcginnis and guys coupon code cfl podcast at checkout will take an extra 100 dollars off at sportsmemo.com so you can get andrew mcginnis's cfl all access through the gray cup that's a lot of time to to be getting plays here we have it discounted to just 4.99 you can get it for 3.99 now uh using the coupon code cfl podcast which we will keep uh active here until the start of the season start of the season is thursday june 13th. so about a week away till kickoff of the regular season and we'll move down the uh, line here mcginnis we got toronto last year uh finished just four and 14 so uh bottom of the barrel here in the cfl six and 12 ats they were burning money last year over under about nine and nine so at least totals wise odds makers had them pick correctly but uh what are you thinking here for uh the team from toronto it's tough
1: to see with this team here drew this is a team that went from a first to worst from 2017 to 2018 uh you know they were they went into the 2017 gray cup as plus seven fit, uh underdogs ended up winning that game outright 27 24 against the calgary stampeders uh and like you just mentioned i mean the following year Um, putting up four wins that's tough that's tough pill to swallow especially if you're a Toronto fan Uh, you go from kind of bringing some hope to this team Uh, they have a tough time putting fans in seats and you know you go from winning the great cup and all of a sudden the next season uh, four wins isn't really going to cut it but I think one of the biggest you know kind of factors that goes into their tough season was the fact that you know their experienced veteran quarterback Ricky Ray went down early into the season uh, and that can be really tough. You know, it's not like the NFL where right away you've got just a huge pile of quarterbacks waiting for their shot. Uh, it's kind of a scramble. And that's why I mentioned earlier that you really do want to have that secured backup position, uh, you know, like some teams do. But they didn't have that last year. And, and I think they were panicking and they didn't really have anything together. Um, so it's it's really going to be on James Franklin this year. Uh, you know, this is this is the moment he's been waiting for. He's been named starter. Uh, he has so many weapons on this team. They just signed Darrell Walker-Drew, and he's a guy, one of my favorite receivers in the entire league. He's a guy that played for Edmonton. Uh, he's a long-threat wide receiver. Um, he can really make your offense explosive, along with a guy like S.J. Green. Uh, this should be a team that you know that should be able to put up some points this year. But uh, not only just on offense, they improved a lot over the offseason uh, on defense, picking up a guy like uh, Makai Aw and uh, Toby Ating. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name very well, but – uh, they really picked up things on defense over the offseason. And uh, they also have a guy like Sean Lemon, who's known to be pretty much the best you know, defensive player in this league. So um, it's CFL, man. Things can really turn around. I think as far as the Argonauts go, uh, their year is really going to get better. I think the East is going to be a lot more competitive. I mean, we've touched on this a few times already today. But, uh, you know, when you look at it, you have, you know, the Argos Four and fourteen. Montreal Alouettes five and thirteen. Hamilton Tiger Cats eight and ten. I think this year we're going to see a lot better of a blend and a lot more uh, you know, a distribution of wins throughout that East Division. So uh, I think the, the Argonauts overall the best thing they did over this offseason uh, was secure some great defensive signings, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, my apologies, Drew. It's it's uh something I have to get better at. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just pronouncing certain names, and uh, I, I've always had a tough time with that.
0: <laughs> pronouncing names, that doesn't put money in the pocket. So uh, guys <laughs> that can pronounce names are are not necessarily... Uh, picking winners as good as the guys that can, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. But seeing Toronto here, the Argonauts, and you bring up the fact that they don't put many seats or many many butts in the seats, I guess. Um, what do they? What stadium do they play at?
1: Field uh, where where TFC plays, a soccer team. Uh, but as far as that goes, it, it's more so, Drew, the fact that uh, there's just so much going on in Toronto, I believe, and that's why it's hilarious. Because I talked to. A lot of people that live in Hamilton and they talk about how popular the Tiger Cats are, you know, how many fans they get per game. So maybe it's because they're kind of just right in downtown Toronto. There's already so many things going on, whereas in smaller places like, let's say, Saskatchewan, um, you know, they sell out every single game pretty much because no offense if you're living in Saskatchewan, but there's not as much to do. (laughs) And uh, hopefully I don't get any flack for that, Drew, but that's a little bit of a Canadian joke there. Uh, You know, Toronto has a lot more going on, so... Uh, and, you know, like I said, you go from first to worst, it's kind of tough to put some fans in the seats. But if, you know, they would have won that great cup and followed it up with another great year, might have been a different story.
0: And, and as far as BC, um, is there is that in Vancouver?
1: Is Where? The BC, BC Lions? No, 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 British Columbia. They're in their own place, like province. So what team is in Vancouver? What t- they don't, they don't have a t- – uh, no, Vancouver, British Columbia. Like, they're in – yeah, they're in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, so – so what's Sorry, the- sorry. You confused me there. We're talking provinces and cities for a second. <laughs>
0: yeah, Van- Van- Vancouver
1: is inside British Columbia, which is its own
0: province. Right, right. But do the BC Lions play in Vancouver or do they play yes. in some other town? Yes, yes. Okay, so do they have a, a, a tough time with, with putting fans in the seats?
1: They do actually pretty well. To be honest, the entire West does really well. They have some crazy fans, so – uh, I don't know what it is about the Argos, man, but it's an issue that they've had over the past couple of years. So I really hope they can kind of fix that and and, and make some adjustments. Because I actually remember last year there was a time during the season where the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Toronto Argonauts had a home and home spot. So one week they're playing in Hamilton. The following week it was a short week, and they played uh, in Toronto, which, as everyone knows, is a very short drive, around just forty minutes. Um, and they actually had, I believe, around the same number of fans for the Tiger Cats as the Argos at an Argos home game, Drew. And that was tough to see even on TV from my vantage point watching here in Halifax. Uh, and and I, I know for a fact, because I'm not sure if I told you about this uh, just personally, Drew, um, my my hometown, Halifax, Nova Scotia, is actually bidding for a team. and We've kind of got everything set up. We should have a team in the next one or two years called the Halifax Schooners, and we are going to be able to put fans in seats. I'll tell you that much right now for free because... Uh, there's, you know, there's an exhibition game going on. Or there's, a, there's a game going on August 25th, um, but an hour drive from, from where I am right now, it's going to be the Argos and I believe um, the Alouettes. And we've already been selling quite a few seats. I mean, tickets are going crazy. Um, Halifax is growing big time. And it, that's what's sad for me to see is a team like Toronto, which has such a huge city, uh, but then a city like Halifax, where I am right now, where we haven't quite gotten our CFL team yet, and I can assure you that we would pretty much be selling out every single game. So it's really tough because it's interesting you asked that about Vancouver and, and, and BC. And, you know, that's also a big city. Why don't they have struggles as well? I guess it's just all about the fan base. But at the same time, I guess you look at it, you've got teams like the Blue Jays, you've got the... You know, uh, TFC playing pretty well. You've got obviously the Raptors that do so well during the regular season. You've got the Leafs that are huge. Let's face it, Toronto's a hockey town. Uh, but it, I, I think they're more so bandwagoners. If the Argos are doing well, they'll go. If not, it's kind of like, ah, screw them.
0: <laughs> I see. Yeah, no, that happens a lot, uh, even south of the border as well. But um, okay, good stuff there. Um, let's move down. We got one team left, uh, Montreal here. Five and thirteen straight up last year. Eleven and six ATS over under. Six and eleven trended towards the under McGinnis. And you, you know, we're talking the Montreal Alouettes here. And a weird, a, a weird stat thing here is five and thirteen straight up, and eleven and six ATS. You don't see that a lot, no matter what sport you're really talking about. Teams that don't do well straight up but do very well ATS, it, it, it does happen every now and again, but it's not something you see a lot in sports betting. And I'll tell you this, when you see it, I look to bet on that team the next year, meaning betting on Montreal this year, I think that uh, the market might be low on them. Um, I could be wrong. I, you know, a whole lot more about the CFL than me. Uh, tell us about Montreal and how you feel about betting on or fading them this year, McGinnis.
1: Uh, that was a perfect segue, Drew. Um, it's almost like we planned that, and for everybody at home, we definitely didn't. Uh, this is a team that came to life last year, uh, you know, in the second half of the season, and. You know this is a betting podcast so we're talking about it from a betting perspective for for most of this time and uh that's exactly true I mean this is a team that came together at least against the spread and they started coming th- you know uh keeping things close I guess you could say uh and they're a team that was really easy to bet against uh, for the first half of the season but you really saw progressions and I think consistency is going to be the word I'm going to use with this Montreal Alouettes team um throughout the entire season for them I think Obviously, consistency can apply to any team and any sport, but it's 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 game to game, week to week. What we've seen from this Montreal Alouettes team, uh, you know, one week they're they're having a great job defensively. Next week, they're you know allowing thirty points. They have to string together consistent uh, weeks, and, and that's really going to be the biggest thing for this team. Uh, they have made a couple of coaching uh, changes, but they still do have Cavis Reed uh, at the offensive coordinator position, and you know he's picked up things up on his team as well. I mean. Um, you know this, this whole pretty much uh, team has went through a lot you know Johnny Menzel of course no longer with uh, the Montreal Alouettes and that's kind of been a huge story that's dominated headlines uh, all off-season long people have talked about the, the, the state of the Montreal Alouettes the, they are now owned by the CFL group uh, they do not have any owners really uh, they sold the team back so that was kind of a worry you know what's this team going to do during the offseason how are they're going to make themselves better well, one thing they did, they made sure to secure a little bit more of defensive presence. They signed Taylor Loeffler, uh, a UBC uh, guy who was great uh, kind of in the U-sports uh, games. And, you know, he's been great now in the CFL. He's a tough guy. He's a defensive end. And I think he'll make a presence uh, for this team. And a guy like uh, Bo Combo as well, uh, it's a guy that's kind of the same story. And I think he'll really help, you know, add some grit and some aggression uh, to this defense. And when you, when you look at a guy like Antonio Pipkin, He's a guy that was in that battle with uh, Johnny Menzel throughout most of the season last year. And I've talked about it throughout this podcast, my thoughts about having a good backup quarterback, uh, being able to have a one and two guy. But I think it was really tough on Pipkin um, to have Johnny Menzel always just in his ear, always just behind him, kind of like a fly on the wall. Just anytime Pipkin made any mistake, he knew that Menzel would be there to kind of uh, take his spot away. But Pipkin's a great quarterback. He he was outstanding whenever he was out there. The more time I saw him play, the more time I enjoyed watching him. I thought he was a great quarterback, and he will be uh, great in this league. Uh, Also great to see a guy like uh, Devere Posey get picked up. I mean, this is a huge, huge pickup. Uh, I'm looking to see him. I mean, if any of you guys out there play fantasy football even, and not a lot of people are even aware there's daily fantasy for CFL. I look at Devere Posey on a week-to-week basis. This is a guy that's going to dominate things for the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, he, he's a real, real, you know, long threat. I think he'll uh, spread the offense out really well uh, for the Alouettes. And I look to see a lot a lot better things for this Alouettes team this year. And, you know, you mentioned it uh, when you tossed it to me about, you know, looking to bet on this team early. And I'll tell you, if we, if we open up in the first couple of weeks uh, with some massive underdog point spreads here, Drew, I'll be looking to back the
0: Alouettes for sure. Okay, getting some getting some plus prices there. And guys, we're gonna have McGinnis on every Tuesday going forward and be doing CFL every game on the board. So if you're liking the if you're a CFL fan looking to bet it or just a sports fan in general, um, looking to to bet on something new, we're gonna be uh, doing the CFL podcast every Tuesday and be breaking down every game. McGinnis will uh, have his plays up early. Definitely recommend getting on his full season service for. Uh, great price there it's uh 4.99 early bird plus by listening to the podcast if you use the coupon code cfl podcast at checkout you'll get an extra hundred bucks off so for under 400 bucks you can get all of his plays throughout the great cup and what McGinnis. the great cups in in november right exactly
1: it's a long season uh you know if anyone out there is, is wondering how many plays they're going to get and if you know if any of this is worth it. We're given a great deal. And also, it's a very long season. And even the the playoffs, you know, it's one of those things where even though there's a select amount of teams, it's not the biggest league. Uh, you're going to get a lot of picks. You're going to get a lot of action. Uh, and, you know, the, the league changes quite a bit. So if any of you guys out there had never really watched the CFL and you're interested in it, uh, give it a chance. It's a very exciting game to watch. And it always makes me happy to hear that Drew likes to watch it as well
0: oh yeah for sure man it's it's a fun thing to bet especially now because there's not there's not uh college football there's not really nfl so if you're into football it's it's the only thing in town and it's a sport for you sure. can win at so i i recommend it i'll be betting it myself i'll be betting your yeah. plays so uh and and i believe for all the american uh listeners out there espn in some form or fashion is going to air every cfl game is that correct McGuinness?
1: that's true yeah and in, in some in some way shape or form it will be aired and and uh, that's great. You know, it's great to see the coverage that they get. I did want to mention before we close things out, Drew, uh, even though it is just uh, the, the preseason, the home team went three and one straight up and against the spread at this past week during the preseason. And the under went three and one. So uh, I mentioned this when we first did our CFL podcast this year, that I'll be looking to take a lot of unders early on in the season, uh, strictly just based off. Team still figuring things out, trying to find some chemistry, uh, so on and so forth. But also, I found it so interesting. I tweeted at, uh, tweeted it out, and Sports Memo uh, Free Plays also retweeted that. Uh, you know, the Calgary Stampeders uh, were in, it, we're in a game, and they're minus three and a half point favorites. They end up taking that game by around twenty six points. So uh, you always talk about and use the expression beatable market, uh, and uh, you know if that doesn't really tell you it really is. I don't know what else is going to. So on a week to week basis. Drew and I will be doing these podcasts every single Tuesday.
0: So, what, wait, McGinnis? We got um, the the preseason going on this week, or or is it already over? Uh, last week of the preseason.
1: Last week of the preseason, and surprisingly enough, you'd think that they'd you know figure things out already and have their starters selected and everything else, and maybe not want to play everybody. But um, this is actually. I'm not going. You know, I don't. I don't have the same bet sizing and that kind of thing that I would if it was a regular season. But this is a. This is usually a week that I look to find one or two spots uh, because if you do your research, you can really find out which teams are going to be playing the guys that matter, which teams are going to be playing some, you know, starting QBs, how long they're going to play for, uh, which running backs they're looking at, how they're going to fare defensively, uh, and that's exactly what I did. You know, for the Calgary game uh, this past weekend, and it really worked out against Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, they were open up as three and a half point favorites, ended up going all the way up as high as five, five and a half and still won by around 26 points. So, uh, we'll be looking at a little, maybe one or two spots here this weekend, Drew, but, uh, for, for the most part, we'll be getting ready for week one.
0: Okay. So, uh, do, do you have any, any plays out there now? Any free plays for the podcast or, or no
1: lines out yet? Just with the, with the preseason, they take a little bit longer to get the, the lines out, but, uh, you no, know, follow me on Twitter and we'll definitely be posting them uh, this weekend.
0: Okay, and that's at McGinnis Picks. You can also follow uh, at Sports Memo Free Plays for uh, any CFL preseason free plays out there. And guys, uh, make sure to check out sportsmemo.com, McGinnis' handicapper page, and use the coupon code CFL Podcast at checkout for an extra 100 bucks off for under $400. You can get every play he releases in the CFL throughout the the Gray Cup in November. That's a lot of action for a good price there at sportsmemo.com. McGinnis, thanks for the time. Guys, we'll be back with McGinnis next Tuesday, breaking down every game on the board in the CFL for week one. So stay tuned. Best luck with your bets. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.